So, as a lot of you know, we're in the middle of what is called the Dirt series at the river. We're going through the Bible in one year. And this morning, I have been tasked, and I think Rob gave it to me because he's gone, to talk about the entire book of Psalms. So we're just going to start from the beginning and read really fast. Are you ready? It's going to be a little bit conceptual this morning, and so because of that, it's important that God speaks to us. So I would just ask you to take a moment, um, people walking around in the back, you know, find a seat, take a moment between you and the Lord and just ask him, hey, Father, will you speak to me? Will you share your heart with me? Because we know when God speaks, things are transformed, and it's important that we ask him to do that. So let's take about 20 seconds and do that individually. I would appreciate it. Thanks. So Father, in Jesus' name we ask that you silence distraction. Teaching first is hard. We ask that you loose your angels in this room to guard us, to protect us. And in Jesus' name, we bind darkness from stealing your word because we want to be good soil. And we want to produce a crop greater than what was even sown into us. And so we ask that you make us good soil this morning and change us with your words. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we get into the Psalms, I want to tell you a story about a boy. Because it connects to this big book of 150 chapters. And the boy's name was David. And David was the youngest of seven brothers. Some argue six, some argue seven. I'm going to say he was the youngest of seven brothers. And because he was the youngest of seven brothers, he was a shepherd. He was the kid who was put in charge of taking care of of all of the family's sheep. That is a stinky job. That is a dirty job. What's his name from dirty jobs? He should be a shepherd. He should try being a shepherd sometime. I didn't even have that in my notes. Just thought of it. And it was not a really well-respected job. But one thing that little boys are good at is using their imagination. And when they're bored, they can come up with things to do. And so, while David, the youngest of seven, was doing the worst job for his family, tending all of the sheep, he got what many would say is really good with a slingshot. Now, I have been to Israel, I have went on the Israel tours, and I have heard the guides say, If you ever get a chance to see a kid in this country with a slingshot, take advantage of it, because they are sweet. He said they will get this thing going, and they will whip it a hundred miles an hour with deadly accuracy, and be able to hit a bullseye just like that. And so while he's tending his sheep, he's sitting there, throwing rocks out of his slingshot and getting good. And then one day, a lion attacks the sheep and David kills it 
with his slingshot. A little boy. And another day, a bear attacks the sheep, and David kills it with his slingshot. A little shepherd with deadly accuracy slaying a lion and a bear. And we all know that story, but it's really sick. And so I had to tell you again. One day, his brothers go to war, the six of them, because the Israelites are fighting the Philistines for their own freedom, and the Philistines want to take over everything, and Israel simply wants to be free. And David's father tells him, I want you to take some snacks to your brothers and some of the troops that are at war, and packs him up and sends him to meet his brothers. And David arrives to find his brothers and all of the other military trembling in fear of the Philistines because they have a giant man, nine feet tall, named Goliath, who is mocking the God of Israel. And he says, if one of you will come out and fight me and defeat me, then all of the Philistines will become slaves to the Israelites. But if I kill your man you will become slaves to us. And every morning and every evening, Goliath walks out and he stands before Israel and he mocks their God. And he says, who are you to come against me? And he challenges them and they tremble in fear. And this little boy with his cheese and crackers that he's been told to give to his brothers, who was also really good with a slingshot, says, what on earth is going on, people? I think I can take that guy. And so he goes into the king's inner chamber, and the king puts his armor on him. I don't know why you would do that with a little boy. Sure, go fight this giant. David must have been convincing. And David says, this armor is too heavy. I cannot wear it. I think I'll just take my slingshot. And he goes out in the field, and the giant comes out, and the giant looks at him and says, Who are you, Israel, that you would call me a dog and come at me with sticks? Today I will feed this little boy to the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. And David interrupts him and says, Excuse me? You are not coming against a little boy. You are coming against the God of Israel. And today I will feed you to the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. And with your own sword, I will cut off your head. And Israel will be victorious. Amen? Guys, I'm preaching. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And David slays the giant, and Israel pursues the Philistines, and now Israel is free. And to make a very long and awesome story short, David becomes king and keeps Israel free for many years. I've heard it said that if you want to stop traffic at a four-way intersection, you have to do one of two things. You have to either drop a 10-ton boulder in the middle of the intersection because that would give you the power to stop traffic, or you have to put on a police uniform and walk into the middle of traffic and say stop because that would give you the authority to stop traffic. When we talk about David, we're talking about a man who had both the power and the authority 
of God to lead people. That's who we're talking about here. This guy did so much stuff for God's kingdom that at the end of the day, and even before he came into the picture, God says, this young man is a man after my own heart. And he tells the king of Israel through Samuel, you'll be replaced by a man after my own heart. But here's the thing. Here's what you need to know. And here's why we're talking about the Psalms this morning. Before David was a mighty warrior, before David was a king, and before he was a giant killer, he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. The guy wrote 73 of the 150 psalms that you're reading through if you're doing the dirt series. 73, that's almost half of the 150 psalms. And here's what we find him writing. This is my favorite psalm, Psalm 8. Here's what we find him writing in Psalm 8 too. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is the son of man that you care for him? And he continues to worship God. And he says, from the lips of children and infants, you've ordained praise. Why do you think we have kids in worship with us? From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. So I did a little word study on the word ordained. And I found this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 16, there's a funny little verse about Jesus. And we know Isaiah was a crazy prophet who prophesied things thousands of years in advance. And in Isaiah 26, 28, verse 16, he says this, I lay a stone in Zion, a precious stone, a cornerstone for a sure foundation, and the one who trusts in him will never, never be dismayed. And we know he's talking about Jesus, right? Right? When we read Psalm 8-2, the same word that is used for ordained from the lips of children and infants, I have ordained praise, is the same Hebrew root word that is used for foundation. A foundation. What David writes in this verse here is this simply. Worship and praise are meant to be in the foundation of everything that we are. From the lips of children and infants, I have foundationed praise. From the lips of children and infants, I have put in their DNA who they are supposed to be. From when I saw them before they were born, worship and praise. And that, my friends, 
is what sets David apart. I believe that's what sets him apart. You take a shepherd boy, and a few years later, you find the king of Israel. And the only connecting piece that I can find is that little shepherd knew how to worship. And it's evidenced by his writings of the Psalms. That kid, you can go from shepherd to king if you become a worshiping shepherd. And then you become a worshiping king and everyone else is free because of you. Now, when I think of our families at the river, and when I think of daddies and mommies, and I think of all the things that want to hold people captive, I know this from reading this. If you become a worshiper, your family will be free. If you become a worshiper, you will set up a legacy that keeps your generations free. Because we know that God inhabits the praises of his people. And in 1 Samuel 13, 14, God would go as far as to say is, David, the shepherd who went to king, was a man after my own heart. Because he knew how to worship. And so the sermon this morning is short. Because it's not about eloquent speech. It's not about what we can say to move a crowd. And it's not about the conversations we have afterwards. Did Rod do a good job? Did he not? It's about if the ceiling in this place will lift. And if it's, about, it's about if the ceiling in your family and in your own heart will lift because you learn what it means to worship. And God has even give us a, given us a chance to practice that every time we come in community and sing praises to him. And so the question after everything is said and done is, am I a worshiper? Am I a worshiper? And if we can do that, oh my gosh, we're going to see a bunch of shepherds move into greater freedom than you could ever know. So Lord, meet us here this morning as we worship you. Show us how to worship you. Show us how to praise you. And touch us.